For years, I was so fed up with shampoo, I just stopped washing my hair. I quit completely. I was so sick of poofy, frizzy, limp hair, distorting my natural oils. Until a few months ago, I found Modern Mammals, and it changed everything. And by the way, right now you can visit modernmammals.com and use code LSS for 10% off. So check that out. So look, I heard about this through the podcast, and before I agreed to advertise, they sent it to me, and I was reluctant. But let me tell you, I should not have been. This stuff is absolutely magical. My hair felt better, smelled way better, and most importantly, looked better. And I know it will do the same for you as well. It doesn't have those hair-ruining chemicals like other products, and it doesn't leave any leftover residues. It works. Don't believe me? Go read their awesome reviews online as well. Go to ModernMammals.com and use code LSS for 10% off. Again, that's ModernMammals.com for 10% off with promo code LSS. Don't forget to use our promo code LSS so they know we sent you. Hey man, pretty good. How are you? Just living the dream. Living the dream. So you getting some new rock? I got some rocks delivered to my house today. That's right. The rock. There's so much rock. I should have prepared a better joke for this, man. <laughs> I uh, no. Yes, uh, I had some rocks delivered. That's right. Like garden rocks, you know. Yeah. But it's kind of crazy. Like you see these rocks, you know. Like maybe you're in a park. Like these huge rocks that you know. Like you sit on or whatever. Fuck, I don't know what you do with them. Mm-hmm. It is a whole ordeal getting these things delivered and set up and put in place and everything. Oh, yeah. They're so surprisingly heavy and expensive. It's nuts. Yeah. These actually I didn't think were uh, were too expensive, but shout out to the Jobin Rock Farm. That's where I picked them up. Oh, nice. Not a sponsor of the show yet. Yet. We're trying. <laughs> Yeah, I know it's a kind of a random thing to be like, hey, Mike, I can't do it till 1130 because I'm having rocks delivered. You're like, what the hell? But yep, that's uh, straight up. That's what happened. I mean, sometimes it works out. How's your morning? My morning's been great. I've had my lunch already. I had a little Thai food today, a little gang masaman. You know, it's a coconut milk curry. Oh, yes, yes. Masaman curry, yes. I have had actually some pretty damn good... Thai food in Detroit, actually. Oh, yeah. It's a weird hub for it. Like, I won't even try and make it because it's just so much easier to go out here. Oh, oh no, dude. You have to try it. Have you ever tried to make it yourself? I have, definitely. It's a lot of fun, but I just can't even get it close to as good as it is just ordering it. A while back, there was this one awesome Vietnamese Thai place. Like, not specifically Thai, mostly Vietnamese, but they had this incredible mm-hmm. Tom Yum soup. And I couldn't ever get one like quite the same. 
And then one day they closed down. I went there. I drove in. I was particularly at a heartbreaking moment in my life, actually. And I was like, yep. all I want is some warm soup to fill the void that is my heart. <laughs> and I pull into that parking lot, and it's fucking closed down. And it was like a falafel place. And I was like, God damn it, I love falafel, but it's not the same. So I, I at that moment, I, I was like, okay, I got to make my own. Because I'll never find one as good, so I've I've uh, I scoured the internet for Tom Yum soup recipes, and I kind of made my own. You know, starting from mm-hmm. scratch, like you know when you boil the lemongrass and and the galangal and and all those different different spices uh, to make the broth. And I feel like I've come up with something pretty good. So I uh, I'm a bit of a, a connoisseur of the Thai food. So oh, well maybe you'll have to cook for me someday. I would love to, Mike. I mean, I owe you one for sure for for putting together these incredible lists every single week. What is this? The fourth fourth episode we've done. I think this is our fourth official episode. Wow! Wow! Where things are getting serious. Oh, you could say so. <laughs> well, last week the number one album was from a great band called Paris. What did you think of this record? Yeah, so it's the new album "Use Me" from Paris, and honestly. I absolutely love it. I think Great. it I think it's the best Paris album so far. And I will say I don't think it has some of my favorite Paris songs. Things like uh Saint Patrick, um My House, songs like that. There's no equivalent on here. But as a whole, this album like fits. It I don't know, it just everything works and it's so good. You know what I mean? Totally, totally. And of course, you know, it's always hard with new albums that come out to compare them to the old classic hits of any band because it takes time, you know, to like really marinate in your soul, you know, but as the years go by and you look back on records, like sometimes, sometimes those, those opinions change because I absolutely think a lot of my favorite songs from this band will be on this album. When I look back, you know, maybe when they put out another album or whatever, I think Mm -hmm. what struck me right away with this album is it's pretty poppy there's a lot oh, yeah. of synths. There's a lot of dance influence on it. But what I like about it and why it didn't bum me out, because I'm not a huge like pop guy, there still is that darkness. There still mm-hmm. is that vulnerability that she put into the songs that makes Paris Paris. And that is yeah. still there. You know, you can feel it deep within. Even like a song like Give Me a Minute, the, f- the first track, you know, mm-hmm. you listen to that and it, it could be on, you know, 95.5 Detroit, right? You know, so yep. um, that's a pop radio station, by the way, for, for people that don't live in, around here. That was kind of my take on the mm-hmm. record. And I agree with that. Like, I love how the dark lyricism kind of uh, still prevails throughout the entire record. Like, the entire time I'm listening to this record, I'm just thinking, who hurt you, Lynn? I want to hurt them too because this record is just so like <laughs> gut wrenchingly emotional at points. And oh man, it's just so good though. Like, if you haven't listened to it yet, I highly recommend it. It's probably going to be in my top 10 this year. Hey, if it's this is the new amazing. pop, if this ends up being, you know, the biggest band in the world, mm-hmm. fuck yeah. Like, when I'm at, I don't know, Meyer or Wegman's. Or a Publix in Florida, wherever you are, if this yep. is the kind of music coming through the PA while I'm doing my shopping and it's fucking Paris, then hell yes, we've done it. Oh, so yeah. I love it. I love it so much. I hope that this record is massive, massive. I hope so too. I mean, I'm looking forward to see the uh, first week sales just because I think it's going to be 
a little bit higher than everybody kind of expects. I hope so. I really do. All right, let's get into this week. So five releases, you pick them, I talk about them. Let's start with number five. All right, so number five, and I forgot to write down the album title, but it's the new album from Oceans of Slumber. They're a progressive kind of doom metal band from Houston, Texas. Um, okay. If you're, if you're a fan of like Opeth, old Opeth, uh, mm-hmm. Catatonia, uh, Paradise Lost, it, this is kind of the stuff for you. Um, they've got an amazing clean vocalist. She's like, just imagine kind of like Candlemas, but with Adele singing over it. It's kind of weird. Oh, wow. But, it's really, really cool in this interesting combination. And like the riffs aren't very technical or anything like that. It's nothing to write home about there. But compositionally, like the album just really is going to flow, I think, based off the singles that I've heard. Um, okay. A lot of fun. I'm really looking forward to this band. Are you into any like doom metal? Uh, I dabble with some doom. No, yeah. I mean, when I think of doom metal, like, I always, you know, think of like crazy stuff like Sun, where it's just droney. But you know, of course, metal genres get so convoluted. Like, well, it's doom, but like, there's still like death metal. It's like, oh, okay, well, yeah, then, yeah. It can be a little bit confusing. I, I would say, well, I've never heard of this band, so this is one I'll have to check out. So, uh, uh, yeah, that's exciting. No, I appreciate you coming in with, uh, with a band I've literally never heard of, and I'm sure many people out there haven't. And Maybe they'll get their doom on and they'll be very excited. Yeah, maybe you'll find a new genre. Nice. Okay, let's move on to number four. So number four, it's the new EP titled The Beginning of New Endings from Chicago's own Medina Lake. Do you remember Medina Mm. Lake? Oh, I very much remember Medina Lake. We toured with them back in like 2000 and... I don't even know what year. We toured with them a couple times, yeah. Um, They... I, it's really cool that they're back. You know, I, mm-hmm. I remember, well, first of all, they started, they were like the Fear Factor band. Yeah, they were. The two twins were on Fear Factor and they like, I don't know, ate a bunch of gross shit or whatever you do on Fear Factor and they won and it became like a <laughs> jumping off point for Medina Lake and the band got signed. I think it was Roadrunner maybe and they did really well for a few years and I remember there was like a terrible incident where the bass player, he like, as I, I I could be totally fucking up this story, but I recall Mm -hmm. he was like going home in Chicago and he looked through a window and saw some man like beating up a woman and like went and intervened and he ended up in the hospital and really serious, serious shape. And I remember the smashing pumpkins did a benefit show for him in Chicago. Like all this stuff happened probably ooh, maybe close to 10 years ago and then i think the band after that they kind of went away but it's really great to hear them coming back and actually knew about this record or, or actually i didn't know about the ep but i knew they had songs out because i heard it on the new punk tracks playlist on spotify that i like to check yep. out sometimes so um yeah this is exciting that would explain them not having music in the last i think nine to eleven years i forget the exact amount of time but yeah it's been a crazy long time yeah, no, and, and I, I heard the song on New Punk Tracks, and you know, like, you're not looking at every song coming on, it's just a playlist, yeah. and I heard this, and I was like, before I knew what it was or anything, I was just like, this is good, like, I like this, and I looked, and mm-hmm. it was my old buddies in Medina Lake, so great to see them back, and 
Hopefully this EP slams and we can get a full length and maybe when bands play shows again, that can be a thing too. Yeah, that'd be a great time. Um, Just real quick, if you haven't heard of Medina Lake, they're kind of early 2000s emo alternative pop punk, really close to the red jumpsuit apparatus, uh, maybe like a lighter version of Hawthorne Heights. But I think this EP is going to be good for what it is, five songs. I think they've had four of those out as singles, so you can go check them all out. I think it's going to be a good EP. Nice, quick little emo throwback. Oh, I love EPs. I'm a big EP guy. Always have been. How about number three, Mike? Number three is this kind of up-and-coming alternative band out of Florida. And their new album's called Levels, but it's Fame on Fire. Have you heard of these guys? Nope. Another one. Stumping two for five so far. Yeah, you're killing me, dude. I, I I better know number one. Oh, I hope so. No, uh, no, Fame on Fire. I have not heard of this band. All right, so uh, this band, they're kind of a newer alternative band. I put them kind of in the same vein where they're that like uh, poppy alternative, kind of like if you would say From Ashes to New. Okay. Uh, Palisades, something along that line, where like you can definitely tell that their roots are within the scene, but... They're going for that uh, Sirius XM Octane, like, radio-friendly alternative music. But they're also doing some cool stuff. Uh, one of their singles is called Headspace. It's got a, an emo rapper named Poor Stacy featuring on it. So they're doing that kind of thing that Point North also did very recently, where they're incorporating a bunch of other kind of genres and really melding this together. I think it's going to be a... Uh, pretty exciting album. I think it's going to be an interesting album just because they're a newer band, and it's always good to see what uh, younger bands in our scene are going to bring out, right? Right. Well, I I just looked up this band uh, right now. They mm-hmm. have a lot of Spotify monthly listeners, so I'm kind of shocked that I haven't heard of them. And then when I go to their website quickly, the first thing it says is we are not a cover band. Are they a cover? Are they a cover band? Like, why would it say that? I, I'm confused. Yep. So they definitely have uh, one EP out before this. This is their first full length, but okay. they had an absolute ton of covers, very similar to like an Our Last Night, something like that. Ah, uh, okay, okay. Yep. And I think they're kind of trying to uh, turn that around and make their own sound now. Which, I mean, kudos to them. Like, obviously, there's a good way to get a start in the music industry nowadays and one of those routes is doing cover songs right so right well i see just on their their top spotify i see lucid dreams i see yep. shape of you i see roxanne i assume those are all covers uh don't yep. let me down is that beatles don't let me down that would be tight yeah i i want to check this band out but yeah that's that's always interesting when you start with or you get known for covers you know, mm-hmm. and, and you have to kind of figure out how you're going to, you know, uh, oh, Smells Like Teen Spirit they did? Man, wow. Yep, lots of classic stuff. Wow. All the small things? Okay, okay yeah, so God's Plan? I write Sin's Not Tragedy? Okay, yeah, and these are just, and I'm not even like a super mainstream guy, and I mm-hmm. I know all these songs, so, wow, okay, interesting. Yeah, I guess um, we'll see what happens when they, you know, start writing putting out original music and and uh how that'll go it can be it can be tough though you know to oh yeah to make that happen i'm super interested to see how they go and transition because a lot of these uh like people who are into them for the covers and stuff like that i think they're kind of playlist listens so it's always interesting to see how that monthly listenership transitions to oh hey we actually do have music coming out 
and like getting the word out there and actually getting sales rather than playlist streams. So we'll see what exactly. happens there. Exactly. We will. Fame on fire at number three. All right. Number two. All right. So number two, it's another kind of newer band that you probably won't have heard of because they're from Iceland. Uh, and oh, with their sick. N- really? Yeah. Crazy, right? But uh, yeah. with their new album, Mera, it's Cult of Lilith. Okay. Cult of Lilith. These guys describe themselves as necromechanical Baroque. <laughs> the fuck does that mean? So it's <laughs> I know it's it's pretty crazy, but um the way I look at it is it's technical death metal with kind of uh old orchestral elements. So like if you know who, uh Flesh God Apocalypse is, how they yes. have the full grand piano on stage and you can kind of hear those elements throughout the like renaissancean like elements almost or I guess um like 1700s uh United Kingdom Britain kind of noise <laughs> elements like it's like that mixed with technical death metal and I'm just really excited for this. Yeah, well okay, is this does they put out other releases like uh, they you said they were a newer band. Is this yeah, their they, first album? They've got an EP before this. This so I found them kind of after they released the EP when they first started releasing singles for this album, I went back and I listened to the EP and it's amazing. Like flesh got apocalypse. I love them. Their vibe is great. They don't have a lot of super technical aspects. Yeah. They have some fun riffs and everything like that, but this band is actually like a, we are doing nudely guitars and soloing. Well, there's orchestral in the background. There's an organ solo. It's, off the wall what goes on in these songs and they've only released two singles off the album so i'm really excited to hear this on friday i mean this is so sick like i mean you know iceland for being such a small country Mm -hmm. you know if you think about it there's been quite a few great things that have come out you know not just bjork uh right a sigurros like an incredible band of monsters and men i think are from yep are from iceland and now we have something occupying the metal genre or what did you call it again necro what necro mechanical baroque (laughs) oh i can't get it so wild that is so good all right cult of lilith what a strange name too i know you you like listen to the music and you're like necro mechanical baroque this works like okay. it, just, it fits it. It's good. All right, Cult of Lilith. That's de- I'm. I'm gonna. Oh, so far, Mike. I don't know if everyone else listening to this is super intrigued, but every single record you've talked about, I'm like, I have to hear this. So this is oh, uh, yeah. this is a good list so far. All right, let's get up to the number one album of the week. After this, and we're back, Mike. The time is now. I'm ready. Tell me what ready. the most anticipated album this week is. All right. So my most anticipated album this week and what I think everybody should be after hearing that it was coming out on this past Monday. I like I didn't even know this was coming out until Monday. So I'm really excited. And it's going to sound like I'm stuttering when I say this album title or EP <laughs> title. But this EP's title is Love Is Ain't Dead. And it's by 68. Oh, yeah. I've heard this, Mike. 
noise rock band out of Atlanta, Georgia, uh, Josh Gogan. Yeah. Is the vocalist. Pretty sure he's been on the show before. Oh, yeah, dude. Me and Josh are bros. I love that guy. This is awesome. I'm so happy you picked this. I mean, bit of a latecomer to the party, right? I mean, just oh, yeah. announced. I got an email, I think it was just yesterday or the day before from the publicist sending me mm-hmm. this this EP. So I actually have already checked this out. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I'm ahead of the game on this one, um, which makes Ooh. up maybe for not knowing three out of five of the artists on this list. Yeah, it's it's awesome. Like, you're going to love this. It's, it's oh. short. It's only like four songs. Yep. But it really gives you kind of, I think, everything you want out of it. I absolutely love their last album. Good. Oh, so do I love everything they've ever done. I know. But this one's cool. It's got, I don't know if you're familiar with the band Daughters. There's a lot of Daughters vibe in a couple of the songs. There's okay. a bit of indie rock here and there. But also, I think the biggest change is some of the parts are super catchy. Like like catchy in a that's different good. way from their previous stuff. At mm-hmm. least that's what I kind of gathered from it. So, yeah, I think you're going to love this one, Mike. That's good to hear. Um, and what really excites me about this, too, is from what I've heard and read on Instagram and things like that, um, supposedly they kind of threw this EP together because they wanted to release something this year. Yeah. And they've got a full album just kind of waiting in the wings already, ready to go. But they didn't want to kind of release it with everything going on right now. So right. they wanted well, they tossed sense. they tossed together this EP for us. And supposedly we're going to get a full album next year, which I'm also very excited for cool well 68 for people that don't know the band are a two-piece band it's josh scoggin or scoggin i've heard his name said both ways many times he is the former frontman of the chariot and the chariot are one of the most crazy oh yeah insanely amazing energetic live bands ever to walk the face of this planet. If you never got a chance to see him live, I'm sorry for you. Yeah, I mean, shit. I, I don't know if the Chariot will ever play again, but what I love is that Josh brought this energy straight into 68, and this project is just oh, yeah. two of them. So Josh plays guitar, and there's a drummer, and they both rip. Drummer's name is Nico. Yeah, and seriously, this is an incredible band, but I would say 100% a live band. And oh, them yeah. not being able to tour right now, you know, to really do what they do live, it's too bad because, you know, all I want is for a new record and a tour, but this mm-hmm. EP is going to be a great little holdover. And I think that this managed to encapsulate, you know, their essence of their band because this has a super live feel. It's still well produced, still really well That's performed good. too, but it feels like if you close your eyes you can kind of feel like you're there watching this you know hot shit drummer go crazy and watching you know josh scoggin probably climb on some shit so it's uh yeah it's it's really really exciting and i'm so happy that you are putting focus on this new release from 68 yep and i think 68 has one of my favorite live show stories of all time too i was seeing them and i forget if it was at like rock on the range or incarceration down in ohio but they were playing super early in the morning and they play, I think it was summertime blues, probably one of their most known songs. And at least at the time, I don't know what their most popular songs are now, but they had just put out the album and Josh is just kind of says, so a lot of people on this tour have said that the 
song that we're about to play sounds a lot like the last song we just played. And they just played Summertime Blues again. (laughs) 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 Like straight up just ran it back. And I'm like, this encapsulates exactly what's going on with this band. Like, exactly. It's it's just so ridiculous at every single moment in everything that they do. You talking about this, the title of this EP, Love Is Ain't Dead, that is the most Josh Scogan thing ever. Oh, you yeah. know, like like the all the old chariot bumper stickers they used to make. You know, mm-hmm. like my other ride is uh the chariot. <laughs> 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 you know, that they, they used to do um uh all that that stuff. So this is very, very on brand for Josh and uh I'm I'm really happy we can talk about it and uh I hope everybody checks it out this Friday. Oh yeah, I'm excited. So, uh, I guess I don't need to say this Friday. We're recording this on Wednesday, but it's out now. So go onto your place you listen and go right now. Listen to it right now. Mike, anything else to tell the people about other releases, honorable mentions, anything of that nature? Uh, yeah, there's a couple honorable mentions. Um, the first one I want to say is uh, if you're into post-hardcore, there's going to be a new uh, Touche Amore song. Awesome oh, kind of great. spoken word, post-hardcore. Love those guys. Um, yeah. As far as pop punk goes, there's going to be a new Dangerous Summer single. Tons of fun. Nice. I love that band. And then we have to talk about it because it's dropping from when we're recording this in about an hour. Possibly the most ambitious collaboration of 2020, Bring Me the Horizon and Youngblood. Yeah. It's I dropping think, in an hour, really? Yes. Wow. I think, okay. I think it's going to be crazy, uh, which honestly, it could be horrible too. You never know. But it's Bring Me the Horizon, probably one of my favorite bands ever. And Youngblood does pretty well when he's featuring. I don't know about his personal music and stuff like that, but I'm really excited for this. Cool. Well, we'll talk about it next week. I guess we can put that in as a, maybe a number six uh, of the most anticipated, even though now. By the time people listen to this, it's going to be like two days old. And I know, right? And we'll be on to the next shit. That's how things work these days. Yeah. Very, very cool. Very, very cool. We actually missed a record last week that I wanted to talk about from my friend Brian McTurnan, legendary producer. He's going to be mm-hmm. on a future episode of the podcast, too. Ooh, fun. And his band put out a record. Uh, his band's called Be Well. And they put out their debut full-length record last week as well, and everybody oh. should check it out. I had a couple emails being like, you missed Be Well! I was like, oh man, I know. And I even spoke Oof. to Brian about it, and it's absolutely awesome, the record. It's, if you like, like old-school you know, punk rock, but a little bit more emotional with a little bit more mm-hmm. to say, you know, this isn't, this isn't like put up your mohawk, oi, oi, oi. It's a little bit more like, let's talk about our mental health. You know, and let's get better. That's good. And uh, it's a really, really great record from Be Well. So check that out as well. It's uh, it's out anywhere that you listen. I'm going to check it out. Yes. Thank you, Mike. You need to listen to more punk rock. We've established this. We have established this. Uh, speaking of, what do you think of Bill and Ted? I didn't see it yet. Can you believe oh it? Oh, my God. Oh, uh, I know. I had oh. I had a kind of a crazy weekend after we spoke. I had to go. Um, I had a big problem at my uh house that i rent out i had some Mm -hmm. issues with um well (laughs) i had an issue with a foundation crack actually if anyone really cares so uh, i had a crack i had a crack in foundation i had to repair that so i um 
was like, it wasn't a big deal really, you know, but a little bit of water had come mm-hmm. in. So I had a dehumidifier going. And then the dehumidifier leaked and caused even more problems for oh, me. So that's what I was what dealing with uh, all weekend, pretty much, which wasn't my favorite thing to deal with, obviously. So I've missed mm-hmm. the Bill and Ted debut. I wanted to go see it like right on Friday when it came out. But I guess now they're releasing movies and you can watch them in the comfort of your own home. So maybe that's uh, something nice to do tonight on this fine Wednesday night. I got it on Amazon, so that's how nice. I watched it. Nice. And did it live up to the hype? Uh, I really enjoyed it. I'm not going to say it's the best Bill and Ted movie, but it might be the best Bill and Ted movie as far as I'm concerned. Oh, shit. Okay. Those are some bold words from Mike Howell. Bill and Ted face the music. I'm curious. I'm looking it up right now. I want to see what its rating is on uh, on Rotten Tomatoes. Face the music. On IMDb, it's got six and a half out of ten. Well, that's pretty good. It's on par for 4. Bill and Ted. One out of five. That's the thing. It actually has an 81% on Rotten Tomatoes. I I, I almost feel like, which really? is the same as Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. How strange is that? But I hmm. feel like, you know, these movies, when they came out, everyone shook their head. Like, they weren't critically oh, acclaimed. Yeah. You know, like, the, the people that were reviewing movies thought this shit was stupid, and it was for kids, right? And It's you know, a cult now, classic. Right, exactly. So it, it's it's fine. I am happy to see that people like it, though, because that's awesome. And I can't wait to watch it, and I will very soon. Wonderful. All right, let's do a quick recap for the people, just so that you you know don't have to go back and listen to our ramblings to, uh, to catch the list. Here it is, number five. All right, so number five. I looked it up for everybody, so we have it. Uh, it's actually the self-titled album. It's Oceans of Slumber by Oceans of Slumber. There you go. Number four. It's the new EP, The Beginning of New Endings by Medina Lake. And number three. It's Levels by Fame on Fire. And they're not a cover band anymore. No, they're not. We'll see if they still do covers or if this is done. It'd be crazy. Number two. Mara by Cult of Lilith. Iceland's finest. Iceland's finest necromechanical baroque. (laughs) And the number one most anticipated is... Love is Ain't Dead by 68. There you go. There is the list. This is the new shit. Mike, thank you so much. Thank you, Shane. Have a good one. All this new shit. Got a new whip. That's some new ice. That's some new drip. Got rid of my old trash. Got a new bitch. All this new shit. All this new shit. All this new shit. Got a new whip. That's some new ice. That's some new drip.